What's up, Proverbs 31 women? This is my sister's podcast, and I'm going to take over today. My name is Lydia. She's in the room, so that's a little awkward. But so um, the Verge Conference was at the end of June, and it's in July right now. It's a little late, but it was so amazing. Everything that we took in, everything that I received, I know my sister received a lot. And it was just very encouraging. And um, I know my sister was a part of the young adults ministry, so she didn't get to hear in the split service Luis Sanchez's teaching, and he did amazing. And I just wanted to recap on it, just um, just a little refresher on what he talked about and how it really spoke to me personally and you know how verge in its entirety really impacted my relationship with god how i grew from it and um what i gained from this message um so he went out of first samuel 16 and it um in this chapter it talks about how Samuel was you know he heard a word from God, and God told him to seek after a new king, so Samuel went out to Jesse who was David's dad, and he David had eight brothers so it was a lot of them and they were all older than him David was the youngest, so it's interesting because when Samuel goes out to Jesse's house, um. David is not even present when he's there at first. He has all the other brothers there, and David is in the field with the sheep as he usually did. But it's interesting that Jesse, he didn't even second guess to not not include his son. He didn't want him to be there. He, you know, the youngest back then, they weren't going to inherit anything. They were looked at kind of tossed to the side. They weren't going to gain anything from their family. So, in Jesse's mind, he's like, okay, it has to be one of my oldest. The oldest are seen as the strength of the family when the father dies. So, it has to be one of the oldest sons. One of the, you know, the bigger sons. Um, David was probably very young at this time. And so, when Samuel got there, he instantly saw the brothers and was like oh my gosh this has to be one and God told him no you can't look at what the eye sees I look at the heart and as we know David is known for a man who is after God's own heart and so Lewis was just going over this and he was just explaining how you know a lot of times when we look at people or when we look at ourselves we see ourselves as little or not good enough to what God has for us or what people keep telling and professing in our lives because I know sometimes when we go to church we can go in with such a small mind because we think that we think that when we go to church all these you know, preachers, they're pouring into us and they're saying, you know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and you have a calling for this and you have a gift in that. And and sometimes when you receive that, you're just instant doubt comes in your mind because you think of all the failures and all the shortcomings that you faced. But God doesn't want that. He wants you to see yourself as you, as he sees you. He wants you to see yourself as clean and purified from all your mistakes because He died for that, not only for us to be clean spiritually, but for us to look at ourselves and see that spiritual cleansiness and have that take over our confidence and have that take over how we live and how we look at ourselves and how we look at life and other people. So Lewis was really talking about that and it it really, you know, it 
made me think about myself and what I look at myself because, you know, I know a lot of teenagers now, it's especially with technology and social media, it's so easy to look at image and it's so easy to look at, you know, how people perceive you or if you're skinny enough, if you're tall enough, if you're short enough, just little things, if your makeup is perfect, if your skin is perfectly clear, just things that, you know, the world throws and says that's beauty, they stereotype beauty, but the truth is we shouldn't even second guess ourselves and how beautiful we are, and I know that a lot of the listeners on this podcast are women, but I know for me that I have to remind myself, sometimes I look at myself, I'm like, man, why isn't my face clear? Why am I not, you know, why don't I look like this? Or why do I, you know, have this quality about myself? But really, we shouldn't even second guess how we look. That shouldn't even be a question because our God is perfect. And what he made Everything that he made is good. We are good in the eyes of Christ. He sees us and he, I think God really, when people question their appearance, God really laughs at them and I think is disgusted. Like, how could you question how I made you? Our look alone says so much about who we are and makes us who we are to our culture, to our roots. We should be proud of how we look. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're heavy set or if you're skinny as a stick. Who we are is beautiful because God made us. There's no uncertainty in my mind that when God looks at me, he doesn't see everything that's so beautiful that makes me me. And really... This story shows, it's a picture to young girls. And this story, it was written thousands of years ago, but still we can reflect to it today because, you know, David, the great thing about David is I don't think he really cared. And this story, it doesn't show David like, man, I wish I was with my brothers. He was with the sheep doing what he normally did, what God called him to do. And that showed his desire and his love for Christ and how much he was after God. And really, you know, that's what that's what was that's what God was always looking for. He was looking for that person who just wanted him, who didn't care if they were, you know, everyone was looking at them, if they looked the strongest. I know sometimes if guys who are listening to this, there's so much pressure for you to look so muscular and to be so manly. You know, a lot of guys, they feel like they have to be insensitive to be strong and strengthened. But, you know, David was a man who just... He was kind of run by his love for Christ and how he lived. He would dance in the streets worshiping Christ. He didn't care about what the world thought. And that was what was was so beautiful about him. And that's what made God want him to be king. And so I know for me, that was just a snippet of the story. But it really, really just touched my heart and made me think, again about how I look at myself and I'm still working on it because I'm not perfect and you know social media and everything is everywhere but just this story I really encourage you to read it because it's such a beautiful reflection of who we are and the calling that we have in our lives and how it's not based 
on exterior, but it's based on your heart's drive after the Lord.